Wake the fuck up, samurai. We have a city to burn. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies. We're nursing new bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Trevor Slattery, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Rebel Scum. Yep, and we're back with the episode. And, Eli, this is a ton of shit that just dropped, like, in the last two days. We got a thick-ass show. We got it with girth. Yes. <laughs> and it's yes. not a cyberpunk joke, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, so... But before we get to it, let's just start. Like I said, we're not going to fuck around. We're just going to get right to it. We know, uh, like I said, Christmas is right around the holiday. Hope you got all your Christmas shopping out the way, because if not, you got to screw. But let's just jump into the news that we're going to talk about right now. And I didn't have it right now. But anyway, rest in peace to Tiny Lister. Uh, well, Tommy Tiny Lister. Rest in peace to Tommy Tiny Lister. Uh, like I said, we all know who he was. He was, like I said, he was Debo from Friday. Uh, funny thing about like Friday growing up, it was always two movies that I watched that I love that I just assumed everybody watched. When I grew up and got old, I realized that was far from the case. Uh, one was Friday and one was Star Wars. You know, uh, yeah. I realized that white people never seen Friday and black people never seen Star Wars. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't talk this shit to anybody. But anyway, uh, in my opinion, like I said, Debo to me is one of the best movie back of all time. Like he's up. There. I think he's so big. Like, you trying to explain like what is what is Thanos? Who is he? He's Debo in space. Oh, what is so that's pretty cool. And I also thought that he gave the the greatest uh, scene of the Fallen movie, <laughs> like The Dark Knight. Uh, we got it up on our bullies page. I can't play it on here because I want to get flagged for the show or anything like that. But just that scene where you don't want to take a like, give it to me, and I do what you should have did ten minutes ago. Just just a powerful scene that came from you know him. And I, he was also, I think, a wrestler in the WWF. He was after that movie No Holds Barred with uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan also gave him a shout out. You know, on a uh, on it on his Twitter account. So. Yeah, I met him. Me, me and Izzy from the Geek Savs, we met him at a con a few years ago. Um, yeah, cool guy. I uh, took a pic. Izzy got a picture with them. I took it. Um, yeah, laid back and was making deal, wheeling and dealing. You know, Isaiah was chopping it up with them. You know, most of the other celebrities there, they had a strict fee. You know, mm-hmm. um, but with Izzy, he's like, oh man, all I got is like you know ten bucks or whatever, and and and. and Debo's like, no, man, I work with you, fam. I got this, this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he ran out of Friday photos. Like, that was like the big seller at the con was the Friday photos. So um, everybody wanted a Debo photo. But, uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, Isaiah got a photo with them, got his, got an autograph and stuff. We met him. Cool guy. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, rest in peace. Nobody knows exactly what happened. All they know is that four months ago, uh, he came down with COVID. 
So was it a deal? Was it not a deal? We don't really know. We don't really know till then. Let's see what we got here. 2000 Man Reborn, Deep Friday is dead. Reacted. Yeah, underrated. Also, he was the president of... The universe? The universe. Well, the universe, but in the fifth element. <laughs> yeah, the fifth element. Is it Jackie yeah. Brown? Is Winston and Jackie Brown? I find people. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like really underrated actor. Uh, Was just like in every movie. And even though... He play always played these bad guys and these intimidating dudes that it seemed like in real life he was a nice dude. So uh, according to uh, the news you just gave, so yeah, rest in peace to uh, Debo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, I wish I, I, I should have uploaded that picture of Thanos walking in with the Infinity Gauntlet with Debo's <laughs> plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but let's get to the bad news. Okay, Eli, we're going with the good news or the bad news first, or the stuff that happened this weekend. I don't know. Is there bad well, news? Basically. Well, yes, it wasn't. Well, it was some bad. It's a. Do we want to start with Disney with all the good shit they did, or DC with the fucked up shit they did? What did fucked up? Let me. I don't know what happened. What did DC do? Let's talk about that. Oh damn. Anyway, you you probably didn't get the notes I sent. Anyway, doesn't matter. Let's talk about. I think your boy, my my boy. This my boy, Christopher Nolan. Oh. Oh. Okay. So the thing is that you know what Christopher Nolan. What last week we talked about HBO Max. How they were, um, how they were basically like saying that all the movies that were supposed to come out to the theaters, they're gonna release them on HBO Max at the same time. Well, now the directors that were for them came out and they're pissed about this. So they're like, "What the hell? They didn't run this by them, anything like that." Patty Jenkins is pissed. Christopher Nolan is pissed. Uh, and Christopher Nolan's just like, like I, I thought I was working for the the best you know, movie company of all time since I'm working for the worst streaming service of all time. So he basically like just going to whole rant, just like, you know, fuck Warner Brothers, fuck AT&T, fuck DC, fuck it right, you know. Um, Here's my thing about this, Eli. Christopher Nolan is pissed at Warner Brothers for doing this when he's the very reason they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, you want to blame somebody for everybody. You want to point the finger that who's the bad guy, Nolan. You are the bad guy. They told you not to release Tenet at the end of whatever month you want to do. You want to have it released at such and such month. You didn't want to have it streaming. You want to put it in theaters. And then what happened? The movie flopped. So when the movie flopped, they realized, oh, sending it. Basically, Tenet was the canary in the coal mine. So when they realized Tenet was supposed to be this big Christopher Nolan movie that flopped, it made everybody else scared to drop a movie, especially when COVID is on a, on a rise even higher now than it was back then. So they're like, why the hell should we set our movies up to fail just like Christopher Nolan forced us, forced our hand to do? We might shooting have to everything in IMAX and shit. Right, shooting everything <laughs> in IMAX. Nobody wants to say. And my thing is, why is everybody, you know, acting like Christopher Nolan was supposed to be the savior of movies anyway? His movies don't do all that much anyway. I mean, yeah, you had uh, Interstellar that did all that money and stuff like that. But what? No, no, no. Actually, Interstellar didn't. Interstellar did like, like a little bit more than Ant-Man. I you haven't know. seen that. I haven't seen a Christopher Nolan movie. I saw the World War II one. I saw that. Dunkirk uh, or whatever? Yeah, that's the one I saw. I'm not a Nolan fan, really. Yeah. That's just My me, thing. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I'm, you said I'm not going to record a, an hour video on why, he, you know, he, I don't like him. But yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it eventually. I'm pretty sure you're going to say eventually why you hate Christopher Nolan, but we'll get to one it. One of these days, yeah, I'll get triggered and I'll, it'll just fly out of me, you know. And another thing. <laughs> yeah. But my whole yeah. thing is that he dropped that movie, uh, the yeah. movie flop. And his mother uh, blow. No. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's why everybody is scared right now. But like I said, Christopher Nolan also came out and said that he's a fan of the Fast and Furious movies. I guess. Uh, he is. So yeah, saying he they say he uh he hates HBO Max, loves fans Fast and Furious movies. So yeah, I think he said Tokyo Drift with Bow was his favorite one. So what you got for me? Two thousand Man Reborn. People start calling him a spoiler pretentious prick. Oh, he definitely yeah. is. Her pageant is Gal Gadot recently started shilling. I think he means shitting, but yeah. <laughs> oh no, he does mean shilling. Oh yeah, you're right. I did. I didn't catch that much, but I, I'll take your word for it. So yeah, definitely what's going on there. And so yeah, like I said, people are pissed, and like I said, this is the future. This is the future we're going on right now. What what else can we do? And so yeah, uh, yeah. Oh well. Move on past that. Everything in the studio, man. (laughs) All right, Eli, now you're up because we're about to talk about something that I really don't know about, but a lot of people do know about. So I'm going to let you take over from that. Uh, Cobra Kai? Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally forgot about this. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I know nothing about this show. I've not seen like like one episode at all. Oh, it's great. That's what I'm hearing. I love this show. Um, yeah, I, I actually watched, I got that trial subscription for YouTube last year and binge watched both seasons. They're very easy binges. They, they, they're they're 30 on, minute it's long. It's on, Netflix, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, YouTube, that YouTube subscription service is now dead. So mm-hmm. all their shows that they did produce are now going to other streaming services and Netflix got Cobra Kai and, are, and is doing season three. Um, and here's the, the first trailer we got and, um, spoilers. I mean, I can't really go into anything because if you haven't watched the show, this trailer spoils the shit out of basically the first two seasons and stuff. But I really, I really like the show. Um, we're basically, it's basically the redemption of Johnny, of Johnny Lawrence. The bad guy from the movies is basically the good guy in the show. And it's told through his eyes and his story. And you really feel for him. You really get a sense of why he was doing what he was doing, why he was a bully, why, uh, you know, he was such an asshole. And just his side of things and his miserable life that he's lived ever since. And, um, and Daniel LaRusso, he, the roles reversed. It's really interesting. The roles reversed. Now Daniel LaRusso, the karate kid, is an asshole. He is a successful mm-hmm. car dealer, uh, owns a dealership. He's got a, you know, he lives in, he's got a nice mansion that he lives in. And Johnny Lawrence lives like in a crappy apartment like Daniel did in the movies. He can't, can't hold down a job. Then he decides to um, reopen the Cobra Kai dojo. And he starts teaching these kids these days. And it's, it's this, you know, the PC woke era. This is hilarious because Johnny is not woke. He is not PC, and it's fucking hilarious when he comes against that that generation, this modern day woke generation. You see the, the, the those clashes, and it's hilarious. Don't be a pussy is basically his motto. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to Uh-oh. teach this pussy generation just what it needs. <laughs> and I guess why he opens Cobra Kai again because they would oh, they was all about like like I guess discipline beating the weakness out of you know yeah, like yeah. That. no mercy strike first strike hard you know um they're very aggressive and now but now through these seasons you're starting to see johnny come to terms with his aggressive and his, th- th- those negative emotions that he's dealt with um and at the core of the of the karate kid movies mr miyagi always talked about balance mm-hmm. 
And uh, you have to, that karate is a philosophy. It's a way of life. It's not about fighting that, you know, the scene in Karate Kid where, you know, Daniel asks Mr. Miyagi what kind of belt you have. And he says, no, karate is not about a belt. Karate is here. Karate is here. Karate is not here pointing to his belt. It's not a karate is not something you can hold. It's, it's something it's something in your mind and in your heart. You know, it's a, it's a way of life. And that's what Miyagi taught Daniel. And now you, through the show, we see Johnny's character start to realize that, that, um, that his aggress, because Cobra Kai, and that's the thing, I think we're seeing Johnny and Daniel going to sort of join forces because we knew we have that, to have that balance, you know, Johnny is the more aggressive style and Daniel is all about defense and, um, and resistance. And we're going to see the yin and yang come together, creating balance. So that's what I have. That's my prediction for this new season um, without spoiling anything because the, 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 there's a bunch of spoilers in the, in the, in the, in the trailer. If you haven't seen the, the, any of the shows, but I'm excited. I I've watched both seasons multiple times since it's been on Netflix. Like I said, they're 30 minute episodes. So you can watch a season in like three hours, you know, so they brisk by really quickly and um, it goes deep into that world to all the movies to all the you know all the easter eggs the fight scenes are pretty cool you know <laughs> you're it's like a, a modern day kung fu movie you know it's the total definition of kung fu cinema you know the rival the rival schools fighting against each other it's basically five fingers of death in cali you know <laughs> you know they're not fighting fighting you know to the death well who knows? In this new season, they're going back to Okinawa, where they did fight to the death. <laughs> but that's the but that's the scenario. It's basically two rival dojos fighting each other, and pretty cool, pretty cool uh, uh, fight scenes, you know. So I'm excited. It's a great cool. subversive. Inter- yeah, yeah, it is. Two thousand yeah. man. Uh, eventually, I'll eventually I'll get caught up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Eli, I'm gonna let you keep going because now we're gonna talk about. Investors Day. <laughs> this, this caught me first, off guard. This, 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 I think it's caught everybody off guard. We were just going about our business, just paying yeah. no attention. And then all of a sudden, they, news came out that Disney had Investors Day. We we're like, okay, that's a big deal. And it turns out what Investors Day is, is that they just drop bombs at the bombs at the bombs about everything they have planned for like, I think, 2021 and 2022. And basically trying to get investors to, you know, chime in on what's going on. Not just marvel but we had star wars we also had pixar we had uh disney's you know animations uh studio also maybe some national Ge- geographics i don't remember you know yeah but anyway yeah, all that yeah all, all this stuff was and somebody in the rock or somebody there they got their own show or something like that where they, they travel the world or something it was something like that yeah yeah I don't know. They added some more stuff for ESPN Plus, like Stephen A. Smith is getting his own show on Disney Plus. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. But Eli, I'm going to let you up first because we're going to start with Star Wars. Woo, okay. Let's, let's get out the way because I know you have detail. I heard it. I heard the notes rambling in the background, <laughs> like the paper turning. So, yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. I got, I, I, just, just listing everything that they're doing took a couple pages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I woke up from a nap. And they dropped, I, I saw like the news and I was like, holy shit. So it took me like an hour just to watch and read everything. And this is, this, this is a 
Star Wars and Marvel, you know, before I even jumped on the internet and saw the chatter. So, um, yeah, so we'll start with Star Wars, get that out of the way. Um, our band topic, oh, Willow, yeah, we're gonna, Lucas is doing a Willow series. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, a, it's gonna be a TV series, a sequel series, um, uh, based on the movie, which was basically George Lucas's version of Lord of the Rings, a fantasy uh, um, sword and sorcery epic um, involving. Right. Yeah, Mad Mart again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stoked for that. I was a fan of that. I thought that was pretty cool. It's uh yeah, uh Willow was cool. But let let me go on uh, Star Wars. Okay. Uh, first thing that caught my attention was the Rogue Squadron movie, mm-hmm. which is going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. Right. And, not based um, on the video game. Not based on the video game. Uh, but I guess her she explains in the teaser trailer that her dad was a fighter pilot. So she kind of grew up in that element, I guess, on military bases. So uh, she, she always wanted to do a movie based on that. And, um, and this is her chance to do that through the Star Wars universe. Uh, it's basic, sounds like it's going to be Top Gun in space, you know, Star Wars, in Star Wars, space battles and stuff. So I'm excited to see that. To me, that is the essence of Star Wars is spaceships. You know, now I love late lightsabers and Jedi and stuff, but you know, what cemented my love for Star Wars is seeing a new hope in the theaters back when I was a kid and the Death Star battle. Well, blew that's, my mind. What, that's yeah. what George Lucas was doing. He was taking old World War II footage and repurposing with spaceships. That's yeah, it, it's part of Star Wars that he grew up with. Yeah, so the X Wing fighter, I would love to have one of those <laughs> to sit in one and fly one. That was like my dream as a kid. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for that. Um, that's what I go to see Star Wars for is to see spaceships blowing each other up. Um, yeah. Kind of like Rogue One. You know, Rogue One was basically. Uh, that's what I thought Rogue One was going to be when they first announced Rogue everybody One. Everybody thought that was going to yeah, be it was going to be a bunch of like this Rogue Squadron going on, but it was like, no, it's not that. You know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I loved Rogue One, and because of, you know, the last hour of Rogue One was a literal war in star in the stars. Just <laughs> the last ten minutes turned into a Darth Vader horror movie. So yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have Ahsoka. That that is oh. a series. I got you. I got you. Boom. Okay. okay. Yes. Ahsoka. So this is a spinoff of the Mandalorian series where um, we have Ahsoka probably tracking down Thrawn, uh, which mm-hmm. was teased in a couple episodes back. Uh, and it makes sense. You know, they there was no way that they were going to waste all that money putting Rosario Dawson in that makeup for just one and just episode. getting Rosario Dawson. I'm pretty sure and just getting Rosario Dawson. You know, um, like I said, like we talk about these streaming services and how Blockbuster Entertainment is gonna, you know, continue on in the future is they have to cut costs. So this is what Disney's doing and this and Lucasfilm are doing. They're cutting costs, they're using their in-studio uh facilities to create these stories now. Um, and they have the uh What's that thing called? The volume. They built this brand new facility, which is basically a holodeck. You know, it's it's screens all around. I don't know if you watched that documentary on the Mando, the making of the Mando series. They talked I, about. I, they, I feel like I need to. Yeah, they they um built 
this new studio, which is almost like a virtual reality stage where they it's it's video screens all around you and on the ceiling and they can digitally project any background. So everything you see on Mando is done in studio. That's live on the set, but their backgrounds are a, it's a green screen, a live green screen. So instead of shooting a green screen on the set and then fixing it later, no. Mm -hmm. The actors are acting against that screen in oh, wow. in real time. You know, so like I said, it's like a holodeck, you know, um, and that's what they do. So they're like I said, they built this studio, this new studio solely for that purpose. Um, and yeah, that's why they, that's why they're able to do all these new shows. Um, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. What else we got? Before oh, we get to that, why, why, okay. why don't this guy have a. Porn star dude, why don't he have a show, man? Big dark light. I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> or he's gonna pop up somewhere. <laughs> it's just me XXX. <laughs> or Porkins, you see some of those memes kind of we need a Porkins. Oh, yeah, Porkins getting the show. <laughs> oh, um, so Andor is a, a Rogue One spinoff. Um which they, they were talking about a movie at first, but I get to decide yeah. to do it. Yeah, they're, they're, it's going to be a spinoff series. Um, but at first, when I heard about this, I'm like, I had no interest in it. But after seeing the, the, the trailer, it looks cool. Like I said, they're still using, it looks awesome. They're still using those sets. It still has the same look at that big cinematic epic feel as the movies. Um, and and if it keeps along that that same scenario of Rogue One, where showing you know the value the val the valor of soldiers and you know seeing star wars through the soldiers eyes i think that can be interesting and you know as they build this rebellion uh because yeah they're, they're they're like i said they're they built these they built these sets why get rid of them you know right so they're gonna use them i think that's what they're gonna do they're milking them you know so i you know i'm excited especially since rogue one is probably my favorite new Star Wars movie of, of the Disney era. I know you're not a fan. I know, and you're not alone. Okay, because uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. It just, I, I'm, I'm, but here's the thing. I have unpopular opinion. Solo's my favorite. That's just me. So yeah, yeah, I, and you're not alone with uh with Rogue One. I know there's a bunch of people who did not who watch that movie and did not like here's that. My, my thing. Yeah, it had a <laughs> bunch of cool moments in it, but the characters were so bland. I didn't really give a shit what happened to any of them. Because I knew they were going to die anyway. So. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but I think, I, I, for me, Rogue One did something different. And by different, I don't, I don't mean it's, it's something like different. It's, it's the same old space battles and ships and nostalgia that we see in every Star Wars movie. But I think it, like I said, it, it, goes, it dealt with different themes and ideas that aren't usually explored right. in star wars like as the far rebels. as it didn't paint yeah. them in such a good light like i said there yeah. were there were good ideas in that movie like a yeah. lot of good ideas in the movie yeah rogue one shed light on the cost of war and what mm -hmm. soldiers go the sacrifice that soldiers go through and i thought that was really interesting um being in a star wars movie and the clone wars deals with that too you're seeing the war through the eyes of civilians and soldiers and and the toll that it takes on them and that's what i like that's it brings me to a a different place emotionally you know it makes me think about things that because usually star wars is about 
you know, the good versus evil and the heroes get all the glory and you don't really see the cost that it, right. that this because war that's how George yeah. made it. It's a hero's journey. Yeah, so you yeah, got good yeah, guys Wars, yeah, that's the hero's journey. But Clone Wars and Rogue One shed light on the secondary citizens that had to deal with this conflict, which I thought was really cool. And that's what I liked about it, you know. And that's what I liked about The Last Jedi is it it dealt with things that are aren't usually explored in the Star Wars universe. I mean, it's it's nothing new. It's still the same old you know, sights and sounds and lightsabers and spaceships that we love, but it's bringing us to a different place emotionally. And that's what I like about it. It's making me think about different things, you know, because all that stuff, you know, like the Mando, there's nothing new about the Mando. It's the same old world that we love, the same old universe, the same old nostalgic characters. Let's get serious. Mando is basically Boba Fett, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but why we care is because of who he is and his the dramatic action that takes place. It's this loner character disconnected from everybody who like only values life through monetary gains is now thrust upon this responsibility of a child and the moral conflicts that he has to, you know, go through. And that's why we give a shit about Mando, why we care about it because of the emotional, you know, the emotional action that happens in that show. So was reshot because oh yeah 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 a bunch yeah yeah a bunch of reshoots to it gareth edwards had uh, shot basically a full metal jacket in star wars (laughs) (laughs) and they said no we gotta lighten it we gotta lighten this up and have everybody die still (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) you know so yeah i'm excited for the uh for um and or even though i wasn't at the beginning Another show that they're developing and not much has been is known about it yet is The Alkalite, which is supposed to take place in this new High Republic uh, universe that, they, that they're just now creating. They announced this last year. The High Republic is this new Star Wars era. Uh, they're they're going to have comics and video games and novels. And this show is going to be an introduction into that, too. Um, so it's going to have new characters. Uh, I think Yoda is like the only one who's from the movies right. because like, and he's young, young Yoda. Yoda. He's yeah. like two hundred years old in this in this era. So I want him like big and buff and brolic, <laughs> like you know, Piccolo <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z swing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and the, and the, and the High Republic. I think they just made, and I'm excited because this is now we're getting away from the Skywalker saga, you know. Um, which I felt always felt limited the storytelling because we all have to go back. We already know what happens. They're, they milked the right. shit out of the Skywalker saga. This is someplace new um, that they're taking us in that in that timeline. It it's not the old Republic either. So those fans won't bitch about you know you're fucking up Revan's character or Darth Bane's character or blah blah blah. You know. You know, they're not they just, just do yeah. whatever they want to do. Yeah. Right. They're bringing it in new places, which is what excites me. And the Alkalite is supposed to be dealing with the Sith. So it's going to be like a, it's 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 categorized as a mystery slash thriller. So that's intriguing. Um, we have Visions, Star Wars Visions. It's going to be an anime show, uh, a bunch of short anime uh, stories. 
taking place in the Star oh, Wars like, universe. Uh, like different directors would just show up and do things. Kind of like the Animatrix. That's what I'm thinking of. It's kind of be mm-hmm. like the Animatrix. And if anybody has seen that TIE Fighter anime clip that's floating around on the internet, it is awesome. And ever since I saw that, I'm like, yes, anime Star Wars would be dope. Um, Taiki Waititi is getting to direct a movie. We don't know what it is. It's just he's doing something. I'm sure it's going to be funny because that's he's quirky like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are making a Lando series, a limited Lando series. Right, but um, they didn't say anything about it. It's gonna, I'm pretty sure Billy D won't be in it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be you know Donald Glover, but they Donald, didn't say yeah, they haven't really mentioned any details, but yeah, it could. It's probably most likely going to be Donald Glover. If they do get Billy D, it'll probably yeah. be you know flashbacks or something. I mean, we we know what it's going to be. It's going to be Maverick in space. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's just cool. him the the life and times of him. Yeah, gambling and you know, robbing shit and you know. Right, which which I'm fine well, with. I mean, that's that's the, yeah. that's the only way you can make a Lando. You're gonna have cool ass capes. You know, yeah. so and fucking aliens and robots and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're also getting a droid story, which is gonna focus on R2D2 and C3PO with a new hero. It's supposed to be I don't know if it's animated or if it's gonna be live action, but it's a, another series we're getting. Um and yeah, I to me, R2D2 and C3PO are the kind of the symbols of Star Wars because they're the ones we are introduced to in the first movie. Right. You know, yeah, like we, the first half, you could say they're the protagonist of the movie. Yeah. And as a little kid, when I saw the first Star Wars movie in the theaters, you're, you're watching these two robots for like a half hour. Mm-hmm. So that you, I, you know, at me, me as a kid, I really identified with R2D2 and he's still probably my favorite character. I mean, I got our, you know, my, my, you know, my fucking, uh, my screensaver is is R two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, they they just uh, you know, you you put R two anywhere, he's iconic. You just think the Star Wars. So a story with them, um, you know, and some further adventures of them. They've dealt with that on the Clone Wars. There's been some a couple episodes on the Clone Wars where R two has gone on a mission on his own and stuff, and uh, and yeah, so that could be kind of cool. Um, and then. More details. They've announced this a couple years ago. We knew what was happening. The Obi-Wan series. Right. Uh, Which they've been playing for a while. Yeah, yeah, they've announced it. We knew it was coming. Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan, but then they dropped this bomb. Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. Right. How are they going to do that? Not really sure, but... I uh, Well, it's, it's supposed to take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So I'm assuming he's going like to be in the halfway, seat. yeah. So he, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm excited. Um, they're, they're saying it's the rematch of the century, you know. Yeah, um, I know. I haven't been very kind to Anakin from the movies. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I love Anakin. And in, in, in Revenge of the Sith, he's awesome. Now he was whiny piece of shit in the second one, but I honestly, in, in the third one, I did like him. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't been nice to him, but you know what? Watching the Clone Wars, Anakin was redeemed. He is an absolute badass on the show. So I really don't have any issue with Hayden coming back, you know. And let's get serious. It was it was James Earl Jones's voice that said no. So right. <laughs> it wasn't all it wasn't all it wasn't all Hayden's fault. You know? 
<laughs> right. That was James Earl Jones did it. And they just got to for like one thing and just say that that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why it was so heartbreaking. They, they hired James Earl Jones to say two lines. And one of them was this whiny scream. It was, yeah, sad. But I digress. Um, yeah, other than that, from Lucasfilm, we mentioned Willow. Uh, they're still doing one more Indiana Jones movie, you know, uh, for Why? whatever. Yeah, this one, there's a, they're making a movie out of uh, Children of Blood and Bone, which I've heard about. It's a, uh, a fantasy novel uh, based on, like, African mythology. So um, I haven't heard about that. I'll look it like, up. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's supposed to be, like, a black fantasy novel. It's not going to uh, be, like, a bunch of animals and shit. Is that going to be, like, black people, Africans in it? Not yeah. be like Lion I think King. I think it's like an urban fantasy, but it connects to. I don't. I don't know. I've heard about it. Um, yeah, expanding universe exactly. Two thousand man reborn. Yeah, yeah, and um, and one more thing I want to mention before we get into Marvel is FX announced an Alien series. Oh yeah, I got that on the list. Yeah, they yeah. they do have that on. Um, uh, Noah Hawley is going to be uh in charge of the show. They they say Ridley Scott is gonna be involved somehow, but I'm excited because Noah Hawley did Legion and Fargo for FX, which I both love those shows. Um, so I'm excited. I'm an I'm a huge Alien fan, and this is, you know, this gives me a this gives me a stiffy. <laughs> and plus, it's not on Disney Plus. And it's not on Disney Plus. It's FX. So um, if you watch Fargo, if you watch legion those shows especially legion is very bizarre and weird and fargo is full of violence and swearing and r-rated not safe for work shit so you need that for alien you know you can't neuter alien so <laughs> nice so because we forget that disney also bought fox in there also so they use last enough so they don't need like hulu shit like that just drop everything on fx be done with it no more yeah. really scott oh yeah really scott uh 2000 man reborn he's they're talking that he, the rumor is he's going to executive produce it, you know, because he did that. I didn't watch it, but what's that show he did? Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. Everybody's saying it's great. I've not watched it. Um, I guess. I haven't seen it myself. But. Yeah. Everyone's saying, everyone I talked to saying, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. I'm like, okay, well, I'll get around to it. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's all I got for Star Wars. Uh like I said, elves. Yeah, like I said, they dropped a ton of stuff for this. So yeah. Yeah. So now we move on to the MCU. Let's go ahead and knock this out because they dropped a shit ton of stuff for the MCU. Also, mm-hmm. uh, most of the stuff we already know: WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. Thing is, we they dropped trailers for it now, so now we yes. know this stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you see in Loki? Owen Wilson was in in the trailer. Yeah, Loki. I got those notes right here. Yeah. Yeah. Loki. Which I wasn't <laughs> expecting to see Owen Wilson in the trailer. I was like, okay, this. So he's an MCU now. <laughs> yeah, I really did not give a shit about any of these shows, really, except WandaVision until they showed these trailers. And I'm like, holy shit, this looks cool. The Loki trailer, that looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it's coming from that Loki comic that came out a couple years ago, whatever like that, where basically he's going to chasing his ass and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, it feels like a reverse Doctor Who, if it feels Yeah, like it looks like Doctor Who or Quantum Leap. You know, right. we're dealing with the TVA, um, the elevator scene, totally homage to Doctor Who. They're in an elevator. Um, right. And it just sounds like they're going to be just traveling through time and in different realities. 
branching off different timelines and stuff. Um, uh, you saw in the elevator, there was an X button, a button that said X. So yeah, uh, if yeah, it shows like the, all the elevator buttons that they all got different numbers that are probably mm -hmm. different realities or different timelines. And one of them said X. So I'm I, like, holy shit, is this the official MCU introduction with the X-Men? So well, I mean, they're going to get him in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think what else we had on that list. It was so much stuff they dropped. Like I said, we knew about one of us, knew about Falcon Winter Soldier, knew about. Uh, yeah, the Fal yeah, the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. Again, I was did not give a shit about that show until they showed the trailer. I thought really? that looked really good. Um, just confirm <laughs> multiverse stuff. Yeah. 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 He looked yeah, Loki as DB Cooper jumping out of the plane at the end. So like, yeah, it kind of had like quantum leap vibes and, and then Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I still right. think they should have gave him his own show anyway. I yeah, mean, just the way he, yeah. he stole the show in like every scene he was in, in the MCU. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited for, uh, for the Loki it, it feels like with these, with these Disney shows, they're like, we're not going to rely on the old superhero tropes. We're going to do something different. You know, like with WandaVision. Like, what, whatever the fuck they're doing with that. Some weird Roseanne, you know, I love yeah. Lucy mashup like that. It's not traditional superhero stuff, you know. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah, the WandaVision show was full of, like, you know, well, we already talked about it. Um, But, you know, the Agatha Harkness, you know. Right. uh, she, You so know, it's like. That Mephisto might be behind some shit. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, and 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 the and the use of like these old TV sitcoms, Leave It to Beaver, you know, Brady Bunch, and we, you know, that this is like they're sort of commenting on, you know, suburban America, Americana, Norman Rockwell, the American Dream, and you know, this sort of false, you know, facade that it is, and uh, and then it looked like we were introduced to Sword, you know. In that, right. because then it, the, the the you know the the curtains are pulled back and we see like it's it's a uh, some sort of trap that they're in or whatever. Um, I mean, they probably she probably went nuts. They probably made a prison for, and then she just went nuts and just trapped everybody in it or something. The mind stone. They somehow got the mind stone or something back together, and she made they made twins. So they're referring yep. to comics. You know, they're referring to you know their twins. Well, that's what that's what happened in the comics. Like Mephisto did something where she made. Twins, I'd imagine there, because of course you can't have kids with a robot. You know, was that Monica but Rambeau in there too? Monica Rambeau in there, yep. And she's trapped in this reality also. So a lot of stuff going on in there. Uh, yeah. I also want to talk about Spider Man Three, which okay. I think they just called it Spider Man Three because <laughs> basically everybody's in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm in it too. Yeah. Back. <laughs> we're, we're in it. Shit. Everybody's in it. Everybody's in right. It. <laughs> I also heard Tom Holland might cameo in it. <laughs> you know? Like everybody's in it. Like really, so they're really going full out with this Spider Verse. They're saying Doctor Strange is going to lead right into it. You know, so the Spider Verse thing is just going to be wide open. He's going to fight the Sinister Six, probably with a bunch of team up of Spider Men show up, and I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, they had a trailer Fantastic Four. They're doing Fantastic yeah, Four. Fantastic game. Four. Yeah. Yeah. With the dude that's doing the Spider Man movies, going to do the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. You know? The, so what if trailer, like, the what if trailer, I look dope. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you got Jeffrey. I, we hear Jeffrey Wright as doing the voice for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it showed like Peggy Carr. It's gonna, from what I understand, it's gonna be like a 10 episode series. 
dealing yeah. with like you know like a twilight zone like every episode's going to be a different what if story because like I said, he deals with the multiverse so but he's going to just jump from multiverse to multiverse yeah. showing got what if stories yeah. peggy carter as cap captain britain um we have marvel zombies there's a doctor strange story where it looks like he's fighting himself another loki story but um what really got my attention was T'Challa becoming Star Lord, being yeah. taken up. Which they said that's going to be his last. Well, obviously it is his last uh, uh, performance in the MCU. Oh, Chadwick, yeah, his last. Yeah. He did record the the voice for that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna like Star Panther. You know? <laughs> right, which is gonna be. Does he st- is he still with Bass or some shit like that, or is he just he was just kidnapped by aliens and that's it? No, he's ki- instead of instead of Peter Quill. Uh, Yandu picks up T'Challa, goes to Wakanda and picks up T'Challa. Yeah, I mean, does he have it, any Panther powers, or he just just Star Lord? Well, he, I don't know. It shows him as a kid, but then it shows him as you know, you know, you know the the Star Lord mask comes right. off, and it's T'Challa instead. It's T'Challa instead of Peter Quill. Yeah. So, but he is he is like uh, picked up as a kid. Like Yandu finds T'Challa as a boy, you know, instead of Peter Quill. So that sounded interesting. Um, mm. So. And like I said, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. I'm exactly the way I felt like it before on that. It just felt like, like, the thing is, everything else they're doing feels like they're getting away from superhero tropes. We feel like Captain Winter Soldier is just doing superhero tropes. It just feel like it's another Captain America thing. But it showed, like, like okay. but the way it looks like, um, like, I, it looked like, was it USA Agent or US Agent or whatever was yeah. in it? Um, and you, didn't you read that comic that came out? Didn't you read that, like? I, I did, but that was not no. Nah, the one where USA just shows up and fights Sam. I didn't read that one. Okay, um, but, but if, that if, was in that whole Secret Empire shit going. But on. I think if it if it like if, if the Falcon and Winter Soldier show sticks to that formula of the Captain America movies as being sort of like this political commentary, then right. I think it could be really good. You know, right? Because it shows like yeah, they, they're introducing US Agent. And he's got the shield, and he's on a football field, and everybody's cheering for him. Right, like he's not, the real Captain America. That's yeah, what people and, want. Yeah, but and, and then you know you got Sam, who's a fugitive. Sam and Winter Soldier and Bucky are they're still fugitives. So they're and that, but that's who Captain America passed the torch to. So I think there's some room there to make some strong social commentary, which intrigues me. You know, which I'm almost feel like it might be at this point outdated. Because <laughs> let's be honest, a U.S. agent is always supposed to be MAGA Cap. That's what he is. He's MAGA Captain America. But now that we're kind of shifting to something else, it's kind of like I, I don't know. After that shit that happened in D.C. and Portland, this <laughs> that's the million I, MAGA I, march. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that's going away anytime soon. <laughs> we, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, twenty twenty one will be full of surprises. So we'll see. What else we have? Uh, War Machine has a show coming out. Yeah, that's uh, Armor Wars. What's Armor it called? Wars. Armor and you know Wars. we were doing our doing our whole like comic book like shows and shit like that. Armor War was on my short list of shit that we should have reviewed. I just didn't get around to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having Don Cheeto and that doing Armor Wars, that's pretty interesting. I'm gonna see how yeah. they go. If they especially they stick to the storyline, how it was in the comics. Uh Riri's getting their own show. Yep, Ironheart. Ironheart. A, a Ms. Marvel sh- was that a movie or a show? I'm not sure. It's a show. It's a show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, Hulk. But okay. Miss Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and I think somebody else are going to be in Captain Marvel too. They already uh, confirmed that. Yeah, Captain like, Marvel like too. Yeah. yeah, that got announced. They also, they, you know, Shang Chi, Blade, Eternals, 
Guardians 3 are still on the list. Um, they also announced the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for next year, which James yeah, Gunn I'll... is going to direct. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Because <laughs> honestly, everything you just said to the point, I was like, eh, until you said Jenkins, I was like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> um, also, the Ant-Man and the Quantumverse or whatever, the movie with the... Yeah, so they confirmed Kang the Conqueror is going to be... Your, your boy Tick, he's yeah, going to be Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be um, an I Am Groot animated series. She-Hulk is still on there. Moon Knight series, finally okay. for people. Oh, Yeah. Hawkeye. They yeah. also showed footage of Hawkeye, of uh, yeah. what's her face, Kate Bishop. Boom, Kate Bishop, which we'll talk about later on. Also, here's okay. the thing: people always get mad about. I'm getting tired of you replacing all the white heroes with gender swap. Look, if they look like that, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. I, I thought Kate Bishop was like a girl and white. Like, <laughs> I mean, yes, she is, but you know how it is. It's like, well, you making bad woman all this. You know that shit. You you know that crowd. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, man. So. Oh, and then Black Panther two. Um, okay. Get, let's talk about. Let's this? talk about. Okay. Let's talk okay. about it. Okay. Do I have a thing? Hold up. Let me, let's check the. What you got for me? Two thousand man. Her wolf range local country where those adventures manager might be. Huh. I haven't heard the two thousand man, but that would be very interesting if they did that. They do globe trot in that trailer. They so, do globe trot trailer, but he's saying yeah. it might show up in Madripoor. Madripoor. So like, so it did look like they were in Tokyo or China at some point. So Madripoor would be. Yeah, because they could easily just say, "Shut the fuck up." Uh, they could. <laughs> Siri talking to somebody. Understand? I'm talking too loud. Anyway, uh, they could easily just say that uh, this Asian town is Madripoor, or like that, has some super villains just running around, stuff like that. So who knows? You know, funny thing, but I always thought Magical. When I growing up, I thought Magical was a real place. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know it was like some place to just you know scum and villainy yeah, or whatever. I'm sitting there on the globe on the map. Right. Where is Magical? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But that, that's the thing I thought. But yeah, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Black Panther two because they actually made an official. And the reason I waited because I want to make have an official statement from Marvel and Disney before we just start, you know, jumping the gun about what they think they're going to do and what they might do and stuff like that. Now we know they straight up flat out said it that uh, Black Panther 2 will be shot in June, June, well, June, July, something like that. They will not recast. They also said there will be no CGI on Chadwick. So it's basically no CGI, no recasting. They're just going to carry on with the people that were in Black Panther 1 and expand their role for Black Panther 2. Now, did they say sure it was going to be Black Panther uh, the new Black Panther, they didn't say that. But if we were, to, you know, betting men and to bet money on it, I'm pretty sure that's the direction they're going to go. You know, people are pissed, you know. Yeah, it's a touchy situation. I don't know. Um, here's, 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 well, I'll let, I'll let you finish. But. Well, I mean, I get it. I know Chadwick owned that role. And um, no matter who you get, Especially now, right? Whoever they, if they were to recast Black Panther, T'Challa, whoever they get, no matter if it's Idris or the best, greatest actor on earth, they're gonna take shit, no matter what, because right. he's not just because he's not Chadwick. Um, but it is unfortunate that we don't get a T'Challa movie if that's not worth. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I feel like in a situation right now, I feel like Marvel is damned if you damned if you don't. Yeah. So yeah. they said that they didn't want to recast, and some people are happy with that. 
Some people are upset about that. But if they did the exact opposite situation where they did recast, people still would have been upset about that also. They're like, well, they recast these other roles. They recast Don Cheadle. With that. That's a completely different situation. Yeah. That is not the situation. This is not even a Heath Ledger situation people keep bringing up. First off, they wanted Heath Ledger to be in The Dark Knight Rises. Now, if they would have just got some just regular just Joe Schmo and just stuck him in as a Joker, you know, in The Dark Knight Rises, people would just just sort of upset about that as they are now. So, yes, we want T'Challa to be in these movies. We want Black Panther to be back in these movies. But I do think it's a little bit too soon for that. Me personally, like I said, as far as the people that want him recasted, I'm not one of those people that want him recasted now at this moment. Yeah. Because you had some assholes that were already going to recasting role and he wasn't even in the ground yet. Yeah, they're like, well, who should be Black Panther? I'm like, God damn, man, he ain't, he ain't even cold yet. And y'all already going out here and picking these people. Let's at least pay respect to the man that got you to this point yet, too. Won all these Oscars, made all these billions of money for this guy. Uh, revolutionized your franchise, made your franchise a global thing. At least pay respects to that man. I mean, it's just like, uh, hell, you drop dead on your job and the next day you already got a, a help wanted sign up. I mean, damn, at least, you know, have at least some kind of, you know, respect yeah, for him. Like, yeah, give everybody some ice cream first <laughs> yeah some breathing room he ain't even did a year yet damn yeah. and people keep comparing this to the joker they didn't recast joker till eight years after he fledged died so this is not the same thing yeah. and they still and shit now, all over the guy that they still <laughs> shit over like they shouldn't do it he shouldn't touch the road like that like damn <laughs> so yeah. i mean my thing like i said we just talked about spider-man doing this multiverse thing they're gonna bust the multiverse open wide open they can pluck a Black Panther from another multiverse, stick them over here, and they can do that. Yeah. In due yeah. time. For this movie they're making right now, I think it would be too soon, even not just for, for us and the fans, for the people making the movies. Ryan Coogler was good friends with this guy. You know, all the people on the uh, movie set were good friends with the person. Yeah. So for them to just say, oh, this is my buddy, this is my friend, I'm going to just step into his role and just pretend like nothing happened, that may be a little bit too, uh, you know, shell shock for them. You know, so we I just feel like we need to pay a little bit more respect. People saying we need I yes, Marvel said they're not gonna recast Black Panther 2. I don't think that means they'll never recast. That's why I think people are freaking the fuck out. They're thinking we're just yeah. never gonna see the child again. You yeah, know? it is it is like I said, yeah. No matter who they get right now, it's gonna they're gonna take right. shit. Right. You know? And sure she's gonna take shit too, especially since Leticia Wright been in the news saying all kind of weird ass shit, you know. <laughs> so they want her canceled. You know, yeah. So yeah, so like I said, it's just a touchy situation, no matter what you go. Honestly, Eli, can I be frank? Can I be blunt, bluntly honest? I I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> okay. No matter what, even if Chadwick Bo- Boswick was still alive, I think Black Panther Two was a bad idea from the jump. Period. Because I think, and I am, now I do think we need a Black Panther too. But I think the direction of, no matter what direction they go with the movie, it wasn't going to hold up to the first movie. The first movie was a self-contained story that told had like different themes, different motives, stuff like that. Uh, you know about the African dysphoria, you know about the actual Black Panther movement, about what people do with different uh the mantle of the king. It was a interesting and intricate story that they were trying to tell. However, I feel like when they do a Black Panther two movie, they're just going to make a Marvel movie with black panther or some people just featured in it they're trying to do this world building thing where dr doom's gonna show up namor's gonna show up or some fucker shows up whatever like that it's gonna be like a launching pad for other characters exactly that, like a backdoor pile like that. yeah and, and that i don't want to see that yeah that pushes that nullifies basically everything the first movie did 
Right. Which, yeah. when, and basically, that's what all of these Marvel movies are doing. Like I said, we're looking at this Spider-Man movie, all these assholes in the movie. Thor 4 is just an Avengers movie. You know, fucking Christian Bale's in there. You know, so that's what they're going in the direction of these movies. Now, they're just overbloating them and just throwing a bunch of stuff in. People are happy about that, and I'm glad they're happy about that. But me personally, I don't want to just have just throwing a whole bunch of shit in a movie doesn't do it for me. You have to have it where it makes sense. You know, you have to have yeah. some themes and, you know, some message behind it. And I feel like the direction they're going with just throwing, just introduce Namo, just introduce Dr. Doom because he's a popular character and we need to move the plot forward on Infinity Six or Secret Wars, whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah. It would have been a bad idea. And I think that's exactly what they're still going to do. And it's going to have, instead of uh, the child do it, just have Shuri do it. You know, Shuri be the one to, you know, start off the, the Namor war or the Doctor Doom war, or whatever the fuck war is going to be on there. So my point is that no matter what they would have done, Black Panther 2 would have been a step back. But it's definitely going to be a step back now because, like I said, you don't even have your main actor in there. Uh, Letitia Wright never seemed like an action role, action movie star to me. And maybe they can make that work. You know, maybe they can make it work. She can realize that she's not, you know, the action movie role. So she just got to do it the way she does it. You know, oh, let me it feels very, oh, it's very controversial. I mean, uh, honestly, I had to step, no, we're not going to talk about Grace. Grace Randolph. Wow. Never yeah, thought I'd she, hear that name on this show. <laughs> she says some some really off the wall shit a lot of times. So apparently there's another male Black Panther. What the fuck, American it's Panther? Silly, which is logical. Uh, actually, the American Panther was a white supremacist called the Hate Monger, but we, they're not going to go that direction. So that's in the comments. We know, they don't they don't talk about that. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's my thing about that. Uh, oh, am I going to see the movie? I'm still going to see the movie, but you got people pissed off. You got people boycotting. Oh, if you don't recast Black Panther, it's this and it's that. And uh, calm down. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Eli? I, I'm starting to realize that honestly, I honestly, I really didn't give a really a shit what they do with these movies, especially Black Panther 2. Like, half sure in it, recast, whatever. I'm happy. Only thing I don't want them to do, even though I know Black Panther 2 is going to be a bad idea. I feel like it would have been a bad idea not to make it. It's a movie that need to be made. Because we all, black people don't have a lot of superhero movies as it is anyway. We need as many yeah. as we can. We don't need to just have just one and that's it. Yeah. You know? Even if it's mediocre, fuck, they made what? Fucking 40s Ant-Man movies? Shit, give us one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, in the end, I don't, I'm going to watch them. At the, you know? Yeah. And, and we'll talk now, shit like be we the global success do. it was. It probably yeah. never was going to be. Like I said, the the way the movie theater uh, is going right now, shit, we don't know. We probably will never see another billion dollar movie again. China's damn near boycotting us right now as far as movies. Yeah, that's why I go. Yeah, take take your ass to the to Lucasfilm Studios and get in the volume and shoot everything there and for for cheap. You know. Yep. There you go. <laughs> same same feel, same epic feel. You know, just on your TV screen. You know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shit. People are. I, that's what I kept seeing all over the internet. Oh, there's too much shit at once. Blah 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 blah. blah. I was like. You know, I mean, but that's what not, they do. Yeah. They play, they this is they're talking about a two year plan though. Yeah, this is like so. this two some shit's not coming out till twenty twenty three. You know, they, right. they like, so we don't even have a title. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have a title for Taiki Waititi Star Wars movie. So it's just like you know, but as a fan, you know, hey, I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm I have no issues. You know, <laughs> with I any of it. I was gonna see all this shit anyway. It just depends on whether or not my uh you know hype level is where these movies i'm gonna see all this shit anyway yeah ant-man 4 black panther 2 what the fuck ever fantastic 4 i'm actually kind of excited fantastic 4 i am too <laughs> yeah mainly because i feel like marvel would do it right 
And, and, yeah. and, and I'm saying that, but I, honestly, unpopular opinion, I like the Jessica Apple movies. Didn't love them. I liked them. They were okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't you know, a fan that, of Black Hole Galactus, but yeah. <laughs> I, everybody keeps saying it. He wasn't the black hole. He was in the black hole. That's he was my in the thing. Black hole. He was I was in so the excited. Hole. I was so, oh, let me see Galactus. <laughs> That's it? Is that Galactus's ass? What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, we get a, get a movie. She can't even get a comic. <laughs> let's let's crawl before we walk. <laughs> oh man, uh, can we move on to the next? I think part? that was about it. Other than secret, the Secret Invasion show, I think we covered everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, let me talk about more about Fantastic Four. Like I said, I'm excited about that one. Uh, Eli, I think the first villain of the movie, and Gomer said the first villain should be Mole Man. And a lot of people know people saying the first villain should be Doctor Doom. Which honestly, the Mole Man will make sense. Mole Man will make sense. Okay. He was the first villain they fought on the iconic post when he fight, and and the movie would just be a bunch of big subterranean monsters coming out, and they could do that iconic pose they did. But I don't. But but since because we're in the MCU and they're sitting up this massive universe, and I'm pretty sure Mole Man doesn't fit in that you know overarching arc. Their first villain should be Super Scroll. Well, scrolls are already established. That would scrolls make sense. are already established. They can and do that. That. Would so tie, that. That would tie into the secret invasion thing. Exactly. That would yeah. so it would tie into the whole Marvel. It would make more sense. I mean, yeah, you could do Doctor, but you need to say that. That's where the other movies and like Ooh, I, said, yeah. I love Jessica Alba. But yeah. where they fucked up is that they tried to cram too much stuff in it. They tried to do the origin of the Fantastic Four and the origin of Doctor Doom, and it's just too much to do in one movie. Doctor yeah. Doom needs to have time to breathe. Doom is basically Doom is what paved the way for darth vader you got to give him his due you right can't fuck fuck that up <laughs> and they fucked it up three times already they keep it up. They keep it. each time worse than the last like how do you do that it's sad when the best version of dr doom is still the hannah barbera cartoon right. <laughs> i dr doom will rule you all you know <laughs> it's terrible man terrible all right can we move on past that let's move to the uh to the video game section uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first. I think you got some news, and I don't really know what this. What, what is. are we doing? Uh, the video games. Oh, video, video games. Okay, let me get yep. that. Let me get that set up. Okay, let me do that. Let's do this. Let me do share screen. Let me. Yeah, sorry, folks. I'm learning as I go, which I probably should. Technology. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, are, are you up? There you go. Hold okay. on, hold on. Let me get you, let me get you up there. Let me get you up there. Boom. Okay. okay so. This was announced the other day. Uh, there is going to be a new Evil Dead video game. Um, I think it looks dope. Uh, I, uh, I remember playing the old video uh, Evil Dead games back on like PS One. We had the um, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but then the Fistful of Boomstick, which was really fun. I think that was on PS Two. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, this one looks more in line of that, where you get to choose a character. Um, and then just looks like it's a team-up. Like, you, you guys get to team up and stuff. Um, you get characters. You have, of, of course, you have Ash. Um, you have, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was her name from the TV series? Uh, Ash Evil Dead TV series. She's uh, she was on Ash? that. Wasn't her name Ash? <laughs> no, the what was her name? Uh, <laughs> we got the name like Ashley or something, you know. No, uh, 
what was her name? Uh, Ash versus each. Anyway, she was a character on that. Um, she was like one of the sidekicks. Um, oh crap. Okay, learn to turn that off. Okay, ads. <laughs> we can't hear so, you. So yeah. So yeah, some some drugs. You want to learn if you're feeling a certain way, take take this drug. <laughs> yes, everybody thinks we're a pro drug uh, podcast anyway. <laughs> Uh, Kelly, that was her name. Kelly from the Ash Evil Dead series. She's a character. You have Scott from the original Evil Dead movie. He's a character in it. You have um, Duncan or whatever. He's from Army of Darkness. That night you saw in there, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like it looks like it's dope. It looks like you're just gonna go around shooting deadites. So hard to fuck that up. I'm pretty stoked. So uh yeah, I'll play that. I'm gonna play that game. <laughs> okay yeah so yeah like i said it's uh evil dead coming up soon uh what else we got here okay so the next one we're gonna do what did i do here you know what let's talk about this let's talk about cyberpunk yeah let's talk about cyberpunk let's go to that because uh there you are now eli have you played it oh no man okay i have no that t tricked me into thinking he was playing it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he was actually playing Forza. He was playing a cyber uh, cyberpunk car. You would think back French and never dies. It, it's yeah, it's not supposed yeah. to. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, cyberpunk is out right now. Uh, I think they're saying that it's the highest, uh, fastest selling PC game of all time. So it's doing numbers. They're getting tens out of tens and nines out of nines on every site whatsoever. But people are saying it's a buggy mess right now. So they're saying bugs all the time, glitches everywhere, crash all the time. Uh, but the people are saying that are the ones playing on a PC, uh, PS4 and an Xbox. Like I said, they bought those systems, what, seven years ago? And they're trying to run this game. It's really designed for the PS5 and Xbox. Yeah, it's going to crash because it wasn't designed for that system. So what do you expect? So people are getting pissed off and wanting to make their money back like that. Get a new system. Start trying to run this high-performance game on an old-ass shit. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. You, you got to get new shit. That's how it is. You know. <laughs> You want to see Keanu Reeves like in 4K, 8K, whatever like that? That's doing it, you know. Uh, the movie, uh, well, not the movie. The game's actually showing up on my regular timeline, Eli. People are finding out about this game, but for the wrong reasons. Okay. Uh, because they find out that you can customize the size of your penis on the game. I so, did hear something about that, yeah. Yeah, so I thought there was no big deal like that. But I'm in this gaming group, and like for the last 24 hours, people have been sharing the dick pics. <laughs> on the group <laughs> look at the size of this you know like we don't, no man we don't want to see that unsee that shit you know? i don't know why facebook had been facebook banned me for like seven days for some bullshit i, I didn't share a dick pic anything like that but their asses posted cgi dick pics left or right and nobody's doing anything about it so i'm just like look oh yeah stop sharing your dick pics we don't want to see that shit you know can you does so, it have can you do like unlimited size like can you your character be like drag like no, Dragon. not you can't like do your knees shit like that, or you know, like with a rope and shit. And yeah, <laughs> fucking get get you know. I need two seats, one for me and one for my dick. Hold <laughs> 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 on, before I get in this car, let me just wrap this. Just throw yeah. it on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what people are living with. Uh, cyberpunk customized huge sexual tensions. <laughs> what, what's the what's the fucking purpose of that? Because it's a three D. You're, it's a 3D person, like right? Isn't it? Isn't it like a first person? 
Right. So you can't see your dick anyway. It's not even online. You can't see it. Like, are you just, just want to look down? You look... Yeah. Well, you're invisible. You don't even see your feet down there. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Why? Why? Why is that a thing? Like, it's a three. And I don't even think yeah. it just your stats, anything like that, or like you know, or just charisma, or anything like that, or it's just yeah. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. Because if that was if that was the case, if it was like a third person, you know, mode, I would I would be a chick and give myself a big fat ass. <laughs> So I could watch well, my I wasn't going to talk about that. I think you can do both, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> just some big, big, big kitty <laughs> person just walking around the map. <laughs> so, hey, just do whatever you want. It's That's why that's I play, you know, Claire Redfield and Resident Evil. Like, damn, I got a nice ass. <laughs> well, you're right. What happened in the days when Christmas when we just played Contra? That was it. You know, that shit was simple. Now you buy shit for your, your kids on Christmas. Hey, son, you winning the game? You're walking that customizing penis size like, uh, <laughs> I told you not to walk in when you serve me. <laughs> Don't walk in my room. So I'm going to yeah. dye my pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fault. That's a, that's a feature on the, on the game. Yeah. <laughs> Choose your pubic hair size. Like, what the hell? We just got monetized to hell on this shit with this thing. <laughs> Wasn't us, anyway, man. <laughs> right. Anyway, we're just cyberpunk. Even you game of the year. <laughs> right. Cyberpunk game of the year. <laughs> oh man, let's move on past that. Uh, like I said, I didn't play Cyberpunk. Uh honestly, the reason I didn't get Cyberpunk Eli, because I think I'm getting it for Christmas. So okay. I'm not gonna customize my penis size. I'm gonna just skip past that. I'm gonna just do creative play. Game, I'm gonna let the game choose my penis size and just move on from there. <laughs> just default, default, right, default size, whatever default size is, just go with that. Just move on. Two oh, inches. What the fuck? What the hell? <laughs> I heard the limit is five, and people are still mad about that. <laughs> like, well, oh, you can't man, go man. bigger than five or smaller than five. You can't go smaller than five. People are upset about that. <laughs> really? Five as low as I can go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man, what are we talking about? Like anyway, my balls. Can I can I make them smaller? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, I didn't play Cyberpunk this weekend. I played Avengers, Marvel's Avengers, which I've been playing all weekend anyway. But the reason I'm still, playing it, huh? still, still playing, playing it. Game. I'm enjoying, but but there's a reason. I wasn't just playing it, just just play it. What or uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> but there's reason to play it now because now I got a chance to actually check out uh Kate Bishop. You know, I got a chance oh, to do yeah, Kate Bishop. Yeah, so she's in it now. I go ahead. That's my stream from this weekend. You know, so she got a whole story mode and stuff like that. I'm learning her. She can teleport. Uh, I think she can do her uh, sword and she can like throw shit at people. She got explosive arrows. Eli, she finds hell to play. To be honest with you, like once I teleport, she, she can teleport. No, in the game, in the storyline of the game, she was kidnapped by AIM, and when she escaped, she stole some AIM prototype equipment. So okay. that's how so she wears some shit that makes her teleport and like quantum arrows and stuff like that. She like cool as hell. Okay. You know, she can do all kind of stuff on the game. She so can I, do things that normal people can't do. Exactly. So, she took that elixir my, from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> right. My thing is if she can do all this crazy shit, what you gonna do when real Hawkeye comes in the game? <laughs> he's gonna look dull as hell. You know, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna whip out his dick and hit right. everybody. Like, <laughs> Cyberpunk will not top us. <laughs> Oh man, so that's my thing there. Oh, like I said, it, it's got a whole story mode to it. It fleshes out the game. As long as they keep rolling the game like that, I feel like the game gives it life. Will it save the game? Probably not. But like I said, after this, it's gonna lead to what's going on with Clint. He's in the future with Maestro doing blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. Next to that would be Black Panther. So as long as they do stuff like that, I feel like it gives the game life. I'm good with that. 
uh cyberpunk micro penis edition <laughs> see when people that's why people return to the game now five inches i'm not doing that lego, <laughs> cyber, money back. lego cyberpunk <laughs> right <laughs> it's it's coming <laughs> oh man let me say can we move on to the next part of the podcast uh sure yeah like i said i want to just breeze through this as fast as possible now like i said this is comic book bullies where we talk about comic books i'm just gonna talk about it and eli honestly what a whole lot of sh- for me i don't think there's a whole lot of shit that came out this week yeah, I'd rather talk about Star Wars again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, well, I, honestly, I feel like we could just fill the whole show up with this, that, and be done with it. But, you know, <laughs> let's at least, you know, do our due dealing. We are a comic book show. Let's at least, you know, earn our stripes, you know. Let's talk about this bullshit for a little while. So, all right, uh, Eli, did you read Sword Number 1? I did, actually. What? 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 Yeah, I did. I thought for sure you were going to say fuck no. <laughs> I, I read Sword Okay, so you can help me out on this bad boy. Okay, so I probably yeah. can't. No, <laughs> that's why I didn't list it because I don't know. What, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was saying when I when I posted stuff, you didn't list it on there. So I'm like, okay, no. I'm gonna just do this short. Yeah, short I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, honestly, Eli, I don't even really know what happened in this book at the end. I, like, wait, like, what, what did they do? And it just ended. It was like, well, wait, wait, what? How did it end? You know. Well, but anyway, it, like, it was basically I didn't. I haven't been reading the X Men. I didn't read X of Swords or any of that shit. So I'm not sure what's happening, and I felt like I needed to know what was happening to understand what was happening in this. Right, and this and this did tie in to X of Ten of Swords or whatever, like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, because, like I said, that was the big sword base that came down. And let's just look at it one more time. This is the sword base. Like I said, is a huge spaceship that's shaped like a base. And the reason you got all these plant life and shit like that because Krakoan plants are communicating. With the sword technology or whatever like that. Anyway, what's going on? If you don't know what sword is, sword is the space division of shield. Kinda. Not really, but kinda. Um, and they're he led, well, they were led by a mutant alien hybrid or half breed, whatever you want to call it, called Abigail Brand. She's also B sex girlfriend, you know. Uh, they're created by Josh Whedon in an X-Men book. That's why they actually wouldn't be able to, that's why Marvel couldn't use them because actually Fox had the rights to sword. So that's why they can use sword now. So basically the book shows up Magneto uh, since the X-Men uh, control sword. Now Magneto's doing like his inspection. He shows up, he meets everybody talking to him. Uh, some funny shit happens. Uh, so a character that I wasn't expecting to show up again was Fabian Cortez. Let me see if I can get to him. Uh, he didn't show up again. Yeah. But anyway, Eli, you remember Fabian Cortez. We talked about it back in one of those nineties books or whatever like that. Uh, uh, I probably don't. Fabian Court? No, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, doesn't matter. Not a big deal. <laughs> uh, the thing with Fabian Cortez is that he led this mutant, like this Magneto worshiping cult, uh, and he oh, was all over. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, he was that guy. He was Magneto worshiping cult. I can't even find him. What the fuck? Uh, he had led this cult, and when he shows up on the sword base, he like Lord Magneto, Master of Magnetism. You remember me? He like nope. <laughs> And then he just walks right past them. And then he talks to Abigail Graham. We're like, like, why the fuck you bring this asshole on the boat? You know, she was like, I had no choice. I had to bring him on there. Then while he's walking, he sees this other dude named Pooper? Peter? Peeper. That's his name, Peeper. Uh, bug eyes is a mutant power like that. Magneto's just like, hey, man, I ain't seen you in a while, man. What are you doing? He was like, yeah, let's catch up again. We ain't seen each other. And then Fabian Cortez like, what the hell? <laughs> like, how he know him and don't know me, you know? Uh, so, so- I just show. Peeper, you almost got me calling him Pooper too. 
<laughs> yeah, let me see. Oh, he, he, here's Peeper. Yeah, Peeper right there. He like, Magneto, what you been doing? He's just like, yeah, man, let's get some beers after we do this. I want some ideas. I want to run past you. Basically the same thing that Fabio Cortez was trying to do. And Fabio they're like, man, fuck Magneto and fuck Pooper. Peeper, whatever his name is. No. Uh, yeah. So so the main thing about the sword is that they call themselves the six. Like I said, Krakoa has the five. These guys call themselves the six. And basically they combine and they can go anywhere. And when I mean anywhere, I mean anywhere. And apparently they go somewhere that like normally it will like, you know, blind your eyes just from seeing the magnificence of it and shit like that. Let me see if I can show these panels. Because like I said, this book is written by Al Ewing. Yo boy, Eli. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh. why I, that's why I grabbed it pretty much. That's why you grabbed it. Okay. But the thing is with Al Ewing, yes, he does the Hulk books. But before he did the Hulk books, he did the Ultimates. Not the Ultimate Universe book, but the one with Black Panther and Blue Marvel and Monica Rand. It was like a, a it was like a really high concept comic where they deal with all kind of weird shit. They just like really went there and just went all out there and stuff like that. And that's when they went there with here. And I'm thinking now, Eli, like I said, I don't know exactly what they did at the end of this book. And I think they want to keep it like vague about what happened. But I'm thinking they went to the Beyonders universe. Okay. I, now, I might be completely wrong, but I'm thinking that's where they went to. They went to the Beyonders universe and got the thing that makes Beyond. Because Magneto kept saying, you got the thing from beyond, beyond what is ever. So basically, they got like this godlike power from the Beyonder. And that's what they're going to use. And based on the book in. So the book is like real vague. We don't really know what happened. But yeah, they got yeah, some there's some crystal or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, Manifold's back, which is cool. Uh, if you know who Manifold is, now you will. Uh, he's Shuri's boyfriend. Uh, he was also with Black Panther in space doing some weird space shit, but he's back now. Uh, he was also one of the Secret Warriors invented by Jonathan Hickman. So Hickman loves this guy, <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, also something very interesting. Don't have anything to do with the plot, but I feel like it does have to do with the plot. The fact that Magneto moved the sword spaceship and he put it right over Krakoa. And I feel like this is symbolic. Uh, symbolic from the Greek poem, you know, the uh, sword of Damocles, where basically like the sword inched closer and closer to the king until it killed him. You know. Okay. So that's my thing. And I think that's just really hit the nose on the head. That's my whole thing like that. So overall, this book did not really get me. It didn't really sell me on this concept. But like I said, it's Al Ewing. We know what Al Ewan can do. Like I said, the Immortal Hulk, the Ultimates. Uh, he knows how to write a comic. He knows how to write these long, high concept storylines that you know can 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 bleed over. I wouldn't be surprised if the Immortal Hulk and this book have a crossover one day. You know, because he's just he's just that type of writer to do stuff like that. So overall, yeah. but, but and, and and like I said, same team that wrote Empire also, which I thought Empire was cool. Some stuff from Empire Blade over here also, as well as Ten of Swords, but. Overall, I'm just gonna book a three out of five. Like I said, it was honestly, it was weak because it felt like nothing happened. It's letting you know what the sword is, but y'all could have caught us up with this shit later on. Get get to get to the get to the meat of it, or at least tell us what the fuck they did at the end of the book. So I don't know yeah. what, what you think about. It? Like I said, I really didn't know what was going on. I, it was full mm -hmm. of stuff that I didn't know what was happening. So I really was like, eh. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, like I, I said, a lot, a lot of uh, Empire stuff bled over here. Also, they were talking about how yeah. the the 
galactic uh, economy collapsed, and that's because the Kree and the Scrolls got together. You know, so yeah. since there's no more war, there's no more war profiteering. Yeah, all I'm the not, stuff is in there. Yeah. yeah, I'm not the biggest X Men fan, um, and so yeah. I just uh, I didn't know like the relationship, and that's most of what X Men is is knowing the characters and the relationships that they have. Everybody's and, related or yeah. banging or yeah. both, and. <laughs> That's why I was pretty much lost. <laughs> I didn't know what it went before, <laughs> you know. Um, and even when they went to space, I'm like, okay, what is this thing now? What does it do? We don't yeah. know. And that's the thing. I don't. I don't even think they went to space. I think they went to somewhere. Somewhere, wherever know. they went, they brought back something of significance. I don't know what it is. The MacGuffin. I don't know. You know? Yeah. So I was just kind of like, you got to buy issue two to know what the thing yeah. was, and I'm like. Yeah. Just tell me what the thing is. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't been reading the series, so I didn't know what was happening, and I felt like I needed to know. For a number one, didn't let me know shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for a number one, number one, yeah. yeah, from Al Ewing, this was underwhelming. That's me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, disappointing. But all right, shoot, what, what you got? Uh, I got Venom number thirty-one. Oh damn! I was gonna do Venom, but no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, oh. go ahead. No, okay. no, no, go ahead. It's it's all you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, this is just uh, a tie-in to the King in Black. You know, I, um, I do I do want to say this before you get started. Now, like I said, I've always said you don't have to read every single crossover that comes over. I'm gonna give you the cheat code to crossovers. Uh, all you have to do is just read whatever the main writer is writing, and you'll follow everything. Like I said, since Danny Case is writing the story. Follow all Donny Case books. Do don't follow the fellow the breadcrumbs. And yeah, there you go. Pretty much, so. yeah. And that's why I decided to get this. You know, it was a, you know, King in Black is a Venom story, and here's the main Venom book, which pretty much kicked off that event. And um, and it is Donny Cage writing this. So I, like, I haven't read Venom in about a year, but I jumped back on because it is tying into the King in Black, and it takes place immediately after the last issue. Right, like you Black. have to read this to, to follow King in Black. Yeah, um, where you know, Null dropped Eddie Brock off that skyscraper, and he is falling. Um, this issue is basically him falling <laughs> for twenty. The entire days. issue, <laughs> but his life is sort of flashing before his eyes. Um, he tries to do a couple things. He tries to, you know, jump on a helicopter, but the Venom Dragons, you know, take out the helicopter. He tries to, you know, grab onto building ledges, but he's like, get his body's break up. He doesn't have his Venom symbiote. So that's not right. saving no, him. Null has the Venom symbiote. Yeah, Null has the Venom symbiote. So he's getting okay. fucked up as he falls. Um, I don't know uh, who's they, drawing this, but they, the art is awesome. It wasn't Stegman, yeah. but whoever it is, awesome. Yeah, the, yeah, Stegman's doing the main book. This is Ivan... Coelho and yeah. Jesus Abertov on colors and Clayton Cowles on VCs, Clayton Cowles on letters. Um, and, and, and the whole time, uh, you know, during that, we also get some West Strickling on West Strickland, Rex Strickling. Um, Is he still alive? Yeah. He was the one who, he was pretty much what started this whole series. He's who hired Eddie Brock to take out. He knew about no. Okay, because um, I, I thought for sure he got killed somewhere. From oh, there they, they brought him back, and um, and he got he need he knew about Null coming. He knew about the whole top secret thing, and um, you know the army doing you know symbiote soldiers and Nam and all that shit. Uh, so th- he's basically uh, you know, going through talking about you know, there's parallel action. You know, you got 
uh, Rex Strickland talking about Eddie Brock as a character and Eddie Brock's life and how he's taking all, he gets all these, he's like the under, the ultimate underdog. He keeps getting these second chances. And, but how long will they last? You know, so here he is falling. How is, will he come back from this since he's always the, the, the ultimate comeback kid or will this be all his luck is his luck finally run out. So that's what Rex is sort of uh, commenting on as Eddie Brock falls to his death. Um, also we have the, this is what now, Hey, I have a theory now, you know, I think I know what's going to happen. This is just me. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, Venom, the symbiote Venom, who is now, you know, taken by Null. Null has him now. Mm-hmm. Venom is resisting. Venom is resisting Null. Um, right. He's refusing to join the hive like all the other symbiotes did. So Venom's symbiote is disobeying Null. And I think that's the key. I think. Um, Venom symbiote is going to end up infecting the rest of the hive, kind of like how Neo did in the Matrix, and he's going to get all the uh, other uh, symbiote to turn against Null. No, 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 that's no, just no. my that's just my theory. I could be wrong, you know. If I am, the all Downey Page should give me a couple bucks. <laughs> 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 but uh, basically, the the story ends with uh, Venom, or I mean Eddie Brock falling. We, you know, he's still falling. Like he's like. 10 feet from yeah, the ground. He's right about to hit the ground. What's going to happen? I don't know. Maybe Dylan's going to save him somehow. Maybe, or Dylan's going to, maybe Dylan's going to take over the high. Who knows? Well, that's the thing because Venom, like the symbiote, cut Dylan off. He's like, no, get off this line because if you get yeah. to stay on the line, Noah will find you. Yeah. He's already looking for you anyway. So, so I think it's going to be something on that line. Either, yeah, because Noah wants Dylan because Dylan's like got. You know, Dylan is Eddie. For those who don't know, Eddie Brock has a son named Dylan who has symbiote has symbiote powers. Null is after his son. Um, maybe Dylan will save him somehow. Maybe Dylan will infect the hive. I, but I, that's what I think is going to happen. They're going to get the null. You know, somebody's going to get the hive to turn against Null. You know, so. You better get the demon god, dragon god. Yeah. Yes, that sounds so. Funny. My my favorite part about this book was when Eddie was falling, he was praying to God. Oh, he's praying to God, yes. He was praying to God. That was my favorite part of the book, right? He was like, God, I know you, you know, uh, we never agreed on anything, but just look out for my son. I was like, man, that's pretty. That was a nice little panel right there he had right there. Yeah, and it's showing Eddie growing as a character. He's, you know, that he cares not, he doesn't care about himself. He cares cares about his son. He's concerned about his son, you know, and that's a big uh, step forward for Eddie's character, so. Yeah, uh, I get. I mean, other than it, um, not much really happened in this book. It's just sort of a. You, know, it, it, you really didn't need this story. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you could just follow King and Black Black One, but yeah, you know, I, I'm glad yeah. I read it. Yeah, this is unnecessary. I'll give it a three out of five. I'll give it a three point five out of five, just because it is unnecessary and nothing really happens, and it literally is Eddie falling for twenty pages. Right, <laughs> you know, but I, I feel like we did learn more about Eddie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, even though nothing happened in the story to move the story, it did give us, you know, a deep dive into Eddie. Well, maybe not a deep dive, but you, you learn a little bit more about him. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So, all right, so I guess I'm, I guess I'm next. Yeah. All right, so let me expand this. The next book I'm going to do, honestly, I was scrounging for something I could do. And honestly, Eli, this is the last book I got. 
<laughs> oh, oh but shit, the, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the other one I had was Venom, but <laughs> it's cool. Uh, but the book we're gonna do is Avengers number thirty-nine, I think. Now, okay. Honestly, I wasn't gonna do this book at first, but I think we're gonna do it now because it's actually the prologue to their Into the Phoenix arc. So Jason Aaron is gonna do some high concept Phoenix stuff coming forward. So this basic story about Phoenix, you know, like his Avengers BC one million of like that. This is a story about, about Phoenix and basically how Phoenix starts off as some redheaded uh, child that's in the middle of this thing and circled by buzzards and shit like that. Uh, but she's protected by wolves and is raised by wolves until she's 10 years old. They protect her, all the stuff like that, you know, so all the good stuff like that. So she's raised by wolves and she's this redheaded girl. She doesn't know anything. She's never met a person before. She don't know how to speak until she finds this one like super powerful mutant calls himself the high father high tower i can't remember what his name is doesn't matter some float mutant that's a telepath so he talks to her through the mind and stuff like that and that's how she communicates with them because she can't speak she can't talk you know because she don't she doesn't know language because she's never met a person before uh and everything's cool and he takes her and he takes her to meet other mutants <clears throat> so the other mutants have their own cave and it's basically like they just go down there and they meet and they congregate us like that and everything's all good everything's all cool stuff like that but the humans find out where they are and the humans come for them you know ah, i fuck it up so the humans come for them and the high father high tower whatever you want to call his name is he's trying to have a conversation with him like he could just snap his fingers just kill everybody right now if he wanted to but he wants to have a conversation with him talk to him and say like nah we can help each other for the benefit of mankind we don't have to do this. But then the Phoenix girl, you know, she breaks his concentration and ends up killing him. He dies. So when he dies, the other mutants decides to go to war with him. So the mutants fight the humans and everybody is slaughtered. Everybody dies. So she's just like, well, I can't do this. I need to just kill myself then. So she lays back down on the place where the vulture was going to get him when she was born She's like, y'all just come down and eat me. I just, because I'm the last person here. I just need the guy. But before she can do it, that's when the Phoenix comes. The Phoenix comes out of nowhere and takes her. And she is about to destroy the world. She's like, you know what? Humans are good. Uh, humans aren't good. Mutants aren't good. She's going to destroy everything. But it's one lonely wolf that stops her from killing everybody. So we send a wolf came to her. She was like, okay, so everybody sucks except wolves. I'm not going to kill everybody. So she decides to go to Asgard, and that's where we meet like young Odin. You know, he just uh he just got Molnir for some reason. He has a hard time picking up Molnir. And she breaks through like his door or anything, like that breaks his door down, and it's her in space with an army of wolves. You're like, <laughs> I'm putting together a team. <laughs> okay. The end. Yeah. So pretty cool this character. Is just, this is just a regular Avengers book? Uh, yeah, just a regular Avengers book. Yeah, this is Avengers okay. 39. So that's the, the basically the storyline is supposed to be in J January. And I'll show you to you. Matter of fact, I should show you that next time. All the Avengers give Phoenix powers. Damn it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, I'm trying to see if I can show you. Yeah, if you see on the right over here, like you see Black Panther, Wolverine, Namor, Captain America, some other people over there also. <clears throat> so they all get they all get Phoenix powers. So that's the new story coming up. So, but yeah, Phoenix with an army of wolves. I'm cool. Why does she look like Jean Grey? I don't know. They also had a, a, a one-eyed baby. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Cyclops. And Hightower is basically Professor X. So it's kind of like, I don't know. 
symmetry, whatever you want to call it, poetry. It just <laughs> felt like it was just X Men BC. That's what it felt like. But it's it's cool. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. All I got. Yeah. What else do I got? Oh, I got Detective Ten Thirty Two. Okay. Let's see. Let's go to him. Get you set up. Now I saw Damien on the book. Is is he back? Is Robin or what? What what's the hell going on? Uh, kind of, sort of. Um. So yeah, Damien sort of left Teen Titans. He's not, you know, he doesn't want to be Robin anymore. And he's been going around. He took Batman's little black book and he's been going around solving all these unsolved cases that Batman could never solve, sort of prove himself. Um, Batman finds him finally in this issue. Um, sort of, uh, you know, finds that Damien has been mourning Alfred's death. That's why he's sort of so aggro lately. Um, and so Bruce has sort of, you know, realizes like, damn, uh, uh, I'm such a shitty father and Alfred was probably a better father to Damien than I was. So they kind of realized that um, little insight there. And then they have a fight. Yeah. Damien versus Batman. Um, it's pretty much uh, Damien trying to beat the shit out of Batman. Batman's trying to dodge every blow, but they still take some blows. They fall out windows and crash land on roofs and shit. Um, you know, and, Batman's like, are you done yet? <laughs> and David's like, no. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, Hush, yes, Hush is that mirror guy that was causing all this problems with the, the oh, whole. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that twist. I like that twist. Yeah, that the, the mirror guy that was causing all this problems about the anti-vigilante campaign with the no, what was that guy's the the guy running for mayor? Um, no, not Naruto, Marco, or whatever. <laughs> Naruto, Naruto, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and Hush has kidnapped the entire Bat family, and he is about to basically steal their organs or something. He's gonna do surgery on them. He's he got did, them all. That woman like stole a heart or some shit. I can't. Yeah, remember. he's gonna. He's got them all strapped in and on. He's about to cut into them. But then Batman and Damien team up and uh, yeah, try to save the day there. Um, and that's pretty much it. We go. We go back to what's the guy's name again? Let me get his name right. Um, the guy running for mayor. He's running for mayor. Nakano. Nakano. I knew it was a in something. Yeah. Yeah. Nakano. He's you know he lost his eye. He's totally against vigilantes. He's running for mayor. He's got this anti-vigilante campaign. Um, and he's getting a, a glass eye to replace the one that he has. You know because he lost his eye. But then he finds out that the glass eye he's getting is was paid for by Bruce Wayne. And he's like, no, oh. fuck that. I don't want it. And he like throws the glass eye on the floor, cracks Wait, it. And, Bruce was broke. and still, huh? I thought Bruce Wayne was broke. Well, this was paid for before all that. Okay, like, gotcha. You know, okay. you know, before all that shit went down. So um <clears throat> yeah, he's he cracks, he throws it on the ground, it cracks, and then storms out of the hospital. Um, and then yeah, and then we have, yeah, uh Damien and Batman bum rushing the Hush's hideout to uh, save the Bat family. And that's where, it, you know, to be continued. So pretty cool. Four out of five. You know, I'm digging this Tomasi's little run here on. Uh, it was a nice uh, little twist he had on there. Because I think, I, honestly, I think that's the first New 50, like post New 52 Hush story. I don't think he's showed up since then. No, no. 
Um, and it's just cool seeing that, the, you know, da the Damien dynamic, you know, um, Bruce and Damien fighting was pretty cool. You know, even though it wasn't an all-out battle, it was just Damien sort of taking out his frustrations. And I mean, Batman this is the second, the second fight they had this year. The first fight, I don't even think uh, Bruce even fought back. I think he just stood there and said, like, just hit me. Fuck it. But basically, he was blaming himself for Alfred dying also. So Yeah. Yeah, they, they like, sort of fall out. Yeah, they're, like, fighting, and then they fall out, like, land on this, like, this garbage pile, and they're, they're both... He's like, you done? Are you done yet? He's like, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is he back as Robin? What what's going on? No, he's still like kind of in his uh like the the League of Assassin wardrobe. Mm -hmm. But they get the call. They're like, hey, um, you know, the Bat family's. I've lost contact with the Bat family, um, and I think I know where they are. And then they're like, well, let's go get them. And that's pretty much where it ends. Them teaming up to go save the Bat family. So cool. Okay. Yeah, four out of five. All right. Uh, shoot, what else you got? Um, I got some indie stuff. Um, one thing I really dug on, and I'll I'll do a share screen for this. Cool. Okay. I'll share. I'll let's see. Share this screen. Blah blah blah. Share screen to tab. This. Can you see it? Oh wait, share. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I see it. Okay. Um, play. So this is Homesick Pilots. This is a uh, basically it's a punk rock store. These are a bunch of punk rock kids in the '90s, and they are trying to hold a a show for their bands to play at this haunted house. But this haunted house ends up coming to life, kind of like Monster House. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Monster House. <laughs> mm, never heard of it. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it was a yeah. It basically, this house comes to life, and this this uh, main character, I forget her name, she's like a foster kid. She's in this band called the Homesick Pilots, and she's sort of uh, the house possesses her or something, something like that. It's it's unclear, but anyway, this house comes to life, and it like walks around like Godzilla almost. Really. <laughs> okay. But I really enjoyed it because it, it really nails you know. You know, punk the punk rock scene, um, and 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 the and and the, how the DIY punk scene of of holding shows in in like the in basements and finding venues to have their shows because most you know clubs and concert halls wouldn't have punk shows. So that's mm -hmm. why they came up. Well, let's go to this house. That's an abandoned house. You know, it's haunted. Blah 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 blah. Everybody will show up for this show, and you know. So I really dug that. Uh, it, 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 you know, the representation of punk and metal kids, metalheads, the, the, the fans of that music, is done quite well um, in this book. Uh, there's one part. Uh, one, one. They're, they're, the band are talking. They're talking about, yeah, put a D beat over that breakdown. I knew exactly what what they were talking about. <laughs> so whoever wrote this, they knew this stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. Um, Kind of like Monster House with a bit of uh, the that that movie Suburbia or um, Repo Man, um, or even you ever see that movie Bones with Snoop Dogg? Uh, yeah, I, actually, I did see that. Yeah, where they have the they, they're gonna have that um, dance or whatever that party in that abandoned building. It's kind of like that, you know, that concept. And only the building turns out to have this weird supernatural power, and it controls this girl. 
for some reason. So, yeah. I enjoyed it. I give it a four out of five. I'm going to check out the next issue. So, yeah. And we go to stop screen. Oh, look at that. Look at that there shit. There you go. See, we're, yeah. we're, we're learning on the fly. I'm learning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> I just upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the next book I got was Piecemeal. Okay. Um, let me pull that up on Comixology. Um, this is that, I guess this is launching um, Aftershock's new line of one-shots. Okay. One-shot uh, graphic novels. Um, this is written by, let me go to it. Let's go to that. So this is Cullen Bunn on writing and Simon Kredansky doing art. So this is a horror book. Uh, kind of a weird twisted tale about these kids going into an abandoned house and finding a brain in a jar. Um, one of the kids ends up taking it home with him. And this kid takes care of his grandfather who has dementia. Uh, when the kid brings the brain home, the grandfather all of a sudden starts remembering shit and kind of knows something about the brain. Kind of creepy. This book generally kind of creeped me out. <laughs> And then it, it start, and then his friends start disappearing. Apparently, the brain is connected to some killer, some psycho killer that was doing shit in that house. Um, it was pretty cool. It, it was it, there was a general sense of dread that I felt while reading it. Um, the kid starts having um, uh, weird nightmares and stuff. But the main thing that got me was his was his grandfather, who you know he's he's got dementia. He's basically uh, um, uh, can't remember anything. But then he starts to remember, you know, when it, when the brain comes home, he starts to remember the brain. You know, um, I'll pull this up. Can I pull this up? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's check that out. I'll try to share screen. Just to give you a sense of it, share screen. Don't have there. So here we go. This is the cover, and there's the brain in the jar. Um, yeah, pretty cool and and creepy. The art was done really well, and just a pretty cool horror story. I can see this being made into a movie, and um, I would watch it. <laughs> Okay. So that's it gives a four out of five. And like I said, this is uh Aftershock. And it's supposed to launch this new line of one-shot graphic novels. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um yeah. Uh other than that, um I read like uh I read a bunch of other shit because it was like, you know, like it was a slow week. Yeah. I um, think Christmas, yeah, the holiday season, they're probably back yeah. up just Dump everything in January anyway. I read that crossover book that Donny Cates. Yeah, is doing. I'm sure you're gonna talk about that. Yeah, um, it, it's it's still you know commenting on comics culture, comics fans. You know, you know, that's all it is. It's it's. I think people are. I don't want to be that guy, but I think people are giving <laughs> it more. Are more hyped up than it needs. It, yeah, yeah everybody it, makes it like it's the greatest thing ever. It, you know, it's, it's it's yeah, it's as a fan, <laughs> I get it. You know. Um, he's he's sort of commenting on comic book culture and comic book fans 
and how the world views comic books and how you know the comic book movies were made. Um, in this story, there is a dome. Some comic book event happened where all of a sudden comic book characters came into the real world, started fucking up Denver, so they put a dome over it. Um, and then uh, this girl who's a comic book fan, she finds a character that escaped from the dome. So she's from the comic book world. And it turns out in this issue, she has powers that they didn't know about. So, um, you know, the plot thickens. It's pretty cool. I give it a three out of five. Um, I also read Conan, the new Conan. I haven't read Conan in a while because I was doing that Conan podcast with Eric from uh, Get Valiant. Yeah, let me start that back up. Or? Uh, well, ever since Outright Geekery, the site, oh, went yeah, down, yeah, we, right. we haven't really done anything. It kind of sucks because we actually paid an artist to do a logo. Wasn't my idea. They wanted to pay an artist to do a logo. <laughs> <laughs> so we all chipped in. <laughs> so it's a damn shame that we're not doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to get shut down as soon as you pay for it. So. But this starts out a new uh, story arc where Conan has this like evil sword that's making him you know, possessed and giving them nightmares and shit. Uh, and then I read Seven Secrets. Seven Secrets, I want to talk, I mean, I'm waiting for all the video or videos, all the issues to come out. This is Tom Taylor's uh, book that he's doing with Boom about the secret society that that is in charge of these secrets that of the world, that, that the world is these classified secrets. They protect them at all costs. And there's this war going on. This faction broke off to expose them and they're trying to, uh, so there's a, war between the secret society and this faction that is trying to expose the secrets. Um, pretty cool from Tom Taylor. Uh, I'll wait for the, all the uh, books to come out before I really go in depth on it. So yeah, that's about it. Did I read anything? I think that's it. Yeah. So there's a big week of. Uh, yeah. Like the, the Disney <laughs> stuff happened with comics, just nothing. And yeah. like I said, it's the end of 2020. They probably like, you know, we're just going to save our stuff for 2021 anyway. Because yeah. January is some big shit dropping. Yeah, I was bored. So I was like, fuck it. There's not much coming out. So that's why I bought a bunch of these weird indie books just for something to read. And then the Disney the Disney dropped with all that news. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, if you listen this long, if you like, share, subscribe. Uh, listen to our other podcasts. We have the Geeks and Comics. Uh, we have OK Boomer, Creative creative something creative creative creator spotlight or something you something something like that to that effect uh and we have other podcasts i don't know if they're still running i don't know what's going on like i said we're in flux right now so we'll see mm -hmm. how everything goes oh uh, yeah next week come back with us next week i don't know what i think we got one more week before christmas and hopefully there'll be some new books coming out and we can talk about it then but until then it's leroy this is eli we talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.
my drugs, so the penis unplugged. When the laws of entropy touch, you better dread the judge. Wiser men than us been crushed to find dust. When a fortune cookie dummy unfucked, I just shrug. A note like a broken electrical pole song. For the done, for the scum of the circuitry on the run. Haven't seen the sun with the naked eye much. So the neon is my god and it shine on the numb. Hop up with the bike I got, okay, ready. Work ain't been too steady, I'm headed for something heavy. Credits up for the crime of the century. Morality's only a memory when belly's empty. Swine get they high mind, focus on taking mine. Get in line, swine. You won't deny me my piece of pie. Any fucker in this pro future that they design, don't comply. I'll supply a deletion, the end is nigh. I used to pray to God, but I think he took a vacation. Cause now the state of Cali is ran by these corporations. The skyscraper shadow, the homeless, the population. The degradation they face, which should be an abomination. They body parts are stolen and sold to the richest patient. And we the mercenaries at war with the active agents. The legislators that work for the sadists that kill the babies. Would die in the back of a bullet built on Mercedes. Just to serve, murder them and the chauffeur. Ain't divorcing me. Uh -huh.